Uh, all right. Welcome back, everybody, to another week of I Have So Many Questions. My name is Peter Krause. And I'm Jake Lascavar. I didn't even give Jake a heads up that I was starting. We're just going. <laughs> what is this face you're this? <laughs> what? I should have screenshot. That was like, you had your, like, everything. Hands was on temples? Back. Yeah. So I've been thinking about getting some plastic surgery, and uh, it's the cat eyes I'm going for. So you pull back on the corners and make myself look like I am 50 years younger, apparently. Totally. Or not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm funny. I I posted this yesterday, um, and after posting it, I was like, that sounds really self-absorbent. But I'll, like multiple people lately have said, Peter, I swear you look younger lately than you have in the last like five years i've had oh. multiple clients tell me that or just like people on instagram randomly like you know out of hundreds of thousands of people i get five comments whatever but anytime there's a, a pattern to something i catch on to it and i started to really think about like yeah actually i do feel younger than usual and my skin does feel like it's more healthy than usual and uh so yeah i think it's just the combination of all the things i've been adding into life lately which is I guess like trace minerals would be the first thing that I can think of in my water, mm -hmm. uh, getting fresh air and sun on a regular basis, um, sauna, cold plunge, and then eating almost entirely whole foods. And so there's really no, uh, inflammatory aspects to my diet. Yeah. And it kind of relates back to what this today, like today's topic is all about. Uh, just in that, like so many people say like, how do you, get onto a healthy eating plan? How do you know what's good to eat and what's not? And my response to it all is do what works for you, but also spend time. Like being healthy nowadays is very challenging. You have to do your research. You have to look into it and deep dive and ask a lot of questions. And with every question, ask more. Yeah. So all that to say, uh, do you want to just jump right into what the topic is? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything uh, really to catch anybody up on. Uh, I'm trying to think. It was, you know, it's been an average week. No it's, bike rides uh, lately. It's what'd you say? No bike rides lately. <laughs> and everything's healing fantastically. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was. Uh, it's been a week full. Of, it's been chilly here. Has it been like chilly? Really? Yeah, like today. Uh, the mornings have been cooler, but not chilly. Maybe chilly is a poor choice of words, but like I went on a walk this afternoon. I was like, it's a little, a little frigid, um, hmm. but I haven't minded it because apparently it's supposed to get really hot again. But yeah, this week, are you staying down there? So for everybody who's listening, this is the Labor Day weekend that yeah. we're recording this. Uh, do you have plans for Labor Day or the weekend? No, I'm here. I'm uh, uh, walking a couple dogs via Rover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Chicago and uh need a rover walker hit me up but uh, <laughs> yeah I'll spend some time with some you know four like friends and uh just kind of seeing what the weekend brings really trying to take I don't know it sounds boring but I love it like bask in the glory of nothing like having nothing yeah. to do you know what I mean like bask in nothing the glory of nothingness the nothingness. Yeah. um can we consider Rover our first sponsor? <laughs> oh, technically, if, you're getting paid. If they want that. to sponsor us, that would be awesome. That would be. I was trying to think like if this podcast ever did get sponsored, who would I be comfortable with being sponsors? Because just with my social media, my Instagram, I've been so diligent to not let any companies I wouldn't stand behind sponsor me. Like I'm never going to sponsor some, you know, like fat burning supplement or a, I don't know, like a let's say a company that advertises the health benefits of its product when I know it's not a healthy product um, or it's full of a bunch of fillers and dyes and stuff like that. I'm not going to do that. So when it comes to the podcast, I would like to maintain the same thing. I feel like Rover's pretty, uh, pretty straightforward. They're, they're pretty much on the straight and narrow and yeah. they, they, uh, yeah, there's, they got a, I don't, I, don't even, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Do they do like, <laughs> Rover, hit us up. We'll, we'll read now. Hit, hit us up if you're listening. <laughs> uh, anyways, getting way ahead of ourselves. Totally. Uh, all right. Sounds like a good weekend. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm doing mostly the same. I'm going to golf tomorrow with my parents. Nice. Um, work Saturday. Try, my grandma just got moved up to another level of 
care in her assisted living. So we have to move her to a new space. So that'll be Saturday. And then I'll try and get out on the boat Saturday afternoon, evening, if I, I can enjoy a sunset, which yeah. is always great. Yeah. Especially it's gonna be like 92, I think here. So it'd be like the perfect day for it. I was saying like, if you're not doing anything, you should come up here. And you know, I thought about coming up, but I just don't have an easy way to get there. Any way to get here? Yeah, like an easy way. Like, Jake, there's a bus. I guess I could take the bus. I'm supposed to watch Dog on Saturday. 30 bucks. I can't talk about it. Like 30 bucks right now is a lot. <laughs> but that, not even that, but I am. I, I got to watch a pupper on Saturday afternoon. Okay. All right. I know. Next Labor Day. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's the weekend. Like, say what? You said, I've never made it out on the boat. I never made it out on a boat in Madison at all this summer. I mean, I guess that makes sense because I don't actually live there anymore. But um, <laughs> still, I'm like surprised that I never. I love I love boating around Madison. It's just so it's like beautiful. beautiful and it's doable and it's yeah. like leisurely. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, for everybody listening, I have the greatest setup. I have a boat all summer long and it is not my boat. I have been lent this boat. I just have to take care of it by a former client and like basically secondary parent of mine uh, at this point. Like they, they've basically become my almost grandparents, love them to death and they allow me to use their boat. And every time I'm so cautious because I don't want to screw it up. So like, I'm not doing Like I'm not drinking, I'm doing sports I'm or anything like, on the boat. like I'm just summer. driving it around. What? How's the lift this summer? They got it fixed, Is so it? I no longer have to worry about it breaking <laughs> under my, uh, whatever you want to call it. Watch. Watch, yeah, thank you. Oh, my God. Good. All right. Let's jump into it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah? Okay. So, I put out a question, I guess, on Instagram this week, asking people to shoot some topics. If anybody had something that they'd like us to focus on. And we got, I don't know, a couple dozen people that reached Good. back out. Uh, there's a few. Sweet. And the overall common theme was uh, stress, anxiety. How do I deal with um, like just a poor mental state, I guess, for lack of a better term, because there were so many different variations of the way people called it. Yeah. And there was one specific message that stood out. I won't say the person's uh, what's called their handle, right? Their handle. Uh, but their name is Rach. And Rach says, uh, so first of all, my question was, um, what would you like to hear us talk about on the next podcast? Pretty straightforward. She said, how to pull yourself out of a rut and incorporate healthy habits into your life. For example, sometimes the idea of restarting working out after having stopped for a long period of time feels almost overwhelming. I think so often people don't start something they want to because the idea of starting feels hard and impossible. And instantly my mind jumps to, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something I talk to my one-on-one -on -one clients on a regular basis in all like realms of life, but in specifically doing something physically, mentally, or emotionally challenging is going to be very difficult to do for the first time. This is what we were just talking about right before we jumped on here. Yeah. Uh, my belief in this is the fear of failure or being bad at something, or looking quote-unquote stupid or incompetent in something is very uh, nerve-wracking. It's challenging. It's scary. Like No one wants to look dumb. No one right. wants to be bad at something. And anytime you start something new, there's a real good chance you're not going to be good at it. There's a real good chance you're going to fail at it. And even in exercise, just starting a new routine, like based off this question here, um, or topic desire, I think the fear is less about it being hard or impossible, but more about not knowing what you're doing when you get there, not knowing how to do it, going to a place where you think everybody knows what they are doing, mm -hmm. and then being the one person in that place that looks out of place. <laughs> like I have talked to so many people who say they're so afraid to go to my gym specifically, it seems like, but also many gyms, because they're afraid of being judged or looking incompetent or yeah. th the worst one that I hear is like, I'm afraid they're going to look at me as the fat person in there. Mm. And like, damn, that, that is a heavyweight 
to carry because one, that's not the case. It, it, no one's going to look at you like that. If there is like one person out of the hundreds that you ever pass in that situation that thinks that they're a piece of shit anyways, and you shouldn't <laughs> care what they think. Um, but I get it. When you do something that's out of your comfort zone and you're doing it for the first time, there's a lot of, I don't think, I don't know if fear is the right word for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think part of it too is the fear, the fear, almost like the fear of the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. In that sense. But I also kind of look at this in the way of, you know, a hundred percent what you're saying. I think, you know, we, we've spoke about that. I don't know if it was last week or the week before where we kind of talked a little bit about, you know, going against, uh, you know, you never want to be an outsider to a group and, and walking into something for the first time can immediately put you in that place where you are, you know, where you feel like the outsider. Yeah. I think also, you know, something that I recently have been, you know, um, or something, I guess like I would, I should say, you know, something that's been kind of overtaking my mind is, you know, a lot of those thoughts uh, about, you know, starting something or things like that. I, I think uh, a lot of times we jump to the conclusion of what that end result will look like. So, you know, let's, let's continue with the gym analogy, right? Like, yeah. you know, you might, there's, there's a fear of that unknown for, you know, entering the space but then there's also you know you're anticipating a result that might take a while you know what i mean whether that's building strength or losing weight or whatever it may be and i think we get overwhelmed by the process sometimes and you know we forget that we have to you know break it down you know step by step <laughs> um yeah and so i think you know that's a huge part of it as well there's these two you know battling or dueling like feelings of you know desire and fear yeah exactly that's a great yeah. way to put it how like have you been in a situation like this before no or, like, i'm saying like recently i think there's it's been one of those you know been a little bit of a rut you know what i mean yeah. like in an emotional rut and i think in that aspect you know you get so overwhelmed about you know trying to change whatever patterns or behaviors or habits that are causing that and for me it's you know realizing that I have to take it you know one step at a time or my uh, lovely mother has been saying like just make the next right choice like just break it down in that way so you know well, looking at yeah looking at a question is that, is that literally what she says make the next yeah, right choice just make the next right choice what if you make the wrong choice Hmm, that's an interesting way to put it but i think what what i like about that is that it just causes you to break down the thinking because a lot of what you know a lot of time that anxiety can come from the fear of all of the things that have to be done in order to you know whatever that end result is you're thinking about all of the things that need to get done or that need to go into getting to that point whether it's yeah losing weight at the gym or getting back to like a mentally, you know, stable state or, you know, whatever the thing is. Um, I think we get so overwhelmed by all of the steps that we have to take to get there okay. when the, you know, just make the next right choice breaks it down into a sense of, you know, it, like I said, if we're still going with the gym analogy, you know, uh, being scared or having a fear of, you know, trying to, um, create, uh, obtain or, um, what's the word I want to use? Like develop a healthy lifestyle. Right. Yeah. In, you know, in your mind, you're probably thinking about like, Oh, okay. I need to do this or I need to go to the gym every day or I need to, you know, da, 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 da. it's as simple as just maybe, you know, <laughs> choose like choosing a healthy next meal. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't always have to be these grand you know, huge, um, like act, not activities, but like they don't, it doesn't have to be a, you know, a grand gesture to be, you know, Active. for you to start to get to the point that you want yeah. to be. Um, but I think a lot of that, you know, leads back to that fear of failure too. You know what I mean? Like it all kind of goes hand in hand because yeah. 
it's a lot more it's a lot easier to avoid the thing than it is to mm. try and do the thing and fail the thing so Isn't that the story of life though exactly well exactly how many people are holding themselves back just out of fear of a hundred percent failure potential for failure yeah. like it, it hasn't even happened yet yeah yeah i mean started the process yet but the fear of the failure will hold you back yeah. for me that's in talking to the women of like my dreams so i can't tell you how many times in my early 20s where i was like that is the most beautiful woman i've ever seen i have no courage to talk to her and how many potential like wives did i pass in my early 20s because i didn't have the confidence to talk to them yeah stupid but it doesn't <laughs> have to be things like it doesn't have to be no, exercise. A, it doesn't have to be yeah. nutrition it was just this thought pattern it's the yep. same across the board yeah exactly so it's where does that come from like why do we have that i don't know it i think that's the million dollar question <laughs> but i think you know i think a lot of it recently comes from you know the 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 things that we consume and the things that we're met and seen you know the things that we see every day i mean literally i feel like this might be like our third or fourth week in a row talking about it but it's like i i, I again take it back to like all of the media that we consume we are constantly shown these perfect lives and or perfect situations, perfect relationships, perfect vacation, you know, whatever it may be. And so, you know, couple that with, you know, especially these past few years, like throughout the pandemic. And, you know, as we've tried to get back on our feet post COVID, I think we got really comfortable in that like hermit process. And then, you know, like I said, couple that with all of the things that we are met with every day. It's like, <laughs> I, I think it's just really created this perfect shit storm of just like overall anxiety. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. what I've kind of been trying to live by recently is realizing that like you, I mean, literally exactly like what we talked about last weekend or last week, as soon as you click the phone off, like it can be gone. So it's truly as simple as us, like taking, you know, taking, taking the power away from, you know, those feelings and realizing that, you know, we do, you know, even if it's just a little bit that we have, you know, enough control to, I don't know, at least take the, take a step in the right direction with, you know, something that you want to achieve. I think recently, like I said, I've been, you know, trying to focus, like trying to, um, not subscribe so much to the, like the perfect, um, I don't know, like the, the perfect social media lifestyle or, you know, really, really with any, like I, I've been in this mode, I, th I guess I'm saying the wrong thing. I've been in this mood where I'm just like not afraid to try anything and I'll just kind of take a stab at anything because I think it's, it's important to show yourself and to prove to yourself that you can, you know, you can make the choice to do that, that like you can get yourself out of your comfort zone if you really, 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 really push yourself hard enough um i think it takes a lot of practice but i it's i think we've lost that in the in the recent years um i even what noticed it just the ability to do something out of your comfort zone yeah because i i think we're presented with a lot more opportunity to make everything easier nowadays especially literally oh, even yeah. just in the past three years you know what i mean like if I don't want to leave my house to not get groceries, I don't have to, you know what I mean? So it's like, so here, here's a, almost like a flip to all of it because I'm thinking like, yeah, I completely agree. Social media has made things much more challenging as far as the way we view the world and we're seeing so much more and absorbing so much more. And then like, just as you're saying, like life has become so accessible, like anything you want, you can just instantly have pretty much like you can order your groceries now to your door. Yeah. Like you said, um, you want to get somewhere, you just order an Uber, even as far back as like 
taking a plane across the country. Like yeah. everything is just getting easier versus taking a horse drawn carriage. And before that it was walking, like right. <laughs> things are getting easier and easier all the time. But at the same time or in the same breath, I think, but that doesn't mean our emotions are changing. No, Like none of these feelings are new. We've had these emotions as humans for an extended period of time. Yeah, They're just being elicited by new stimulants, if you will. Yes. Right. Yeah. So when I think of that, it's like, are, what, like stress may be coming from new places, but stress is not new. Yes, exactly. And the way in which we cope with our stress, I think, is almost becoming more complicated. Yeah. Versus the stressors themselves. The stressors are actually, in my opinion, becoming easier. Like I'm stressed out because someone said something bad about me on the internet. Right turn off your phone right it could literally be as simple as that obviously that's easier said than done right right but then there's other things too like i'm stressed out by traffic well at least it's not a saber-toothed tiger i use that analogy a lot but it really could be a lot more difficult yeah uh, but the response to those things has changed mm -hmm. now it's like fresh air whole foods sun uh community love and touch or all things that were very natural to any animal, but even the human population for an extended period of time. And also like, when's the last time someone's just like held on to you? Right. Right. Unless you're in a committed relationship or you have a very touchy feeling, the average person is not getting much physical contact. Yeah. And there is scientific proof showing that six seconds, I think six seconds and six seconds of physical touch has a tremendous, uh, I guess like effect on the nervous system, like downregulating yeah. down regulating the nervous system, calming the individual, making them feel better. Uh, it elicits uh, happy hormones. Might be like 15 seconds, but somewhere in there, and that's all it is. Yeah. And like, imagine you amplify that to like a couple minutes a day, right? Or you have the ability to talk to a family member at length in a relaxed setting. Like you're just there at dinner with your family having this conversation. Versus now it's you really have to, I feel like at least really try hard to communicate yeah. with people. Yes. Even though we made yeah. all these easier realms for communication, yeah. the actual communication process, like I hate texting. And it's just text, 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 text. Can we just fucking meet? Like, let's just send a text, say a date and a time, let's meet there and we'll chat yeah. about it then. Yeah. But it's like, everything has to be fixed immediately. And if texting is the only mode of communication at that time, then everybody's just talking about their shit over texts. Right. Uh, or emails or Instagram or whatever it is. And so it's like the, the coping mechanisms of things is changing so much. Yes. The instigators of like the, the stressors are changing, but the actual feelings I don't think have changed at all. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I, I totally agree. Right. So the, back to this question early on and the, like the topics early on, it was like, how do I deal with stress? Like, how do I deal with? Yeah anxiety and all that. And so I, I did some research today, um, just dug in a bunch of stuff and I'm just going to read off the definition of stress first. Um, so when we experience stress, our bodies release hormones like epinephrine, otherwise known as adrenaline, cortisol, and norepinephrine. These hormones are designed to help us deal with stressful situations by increasing our heart rate, blood pressure, and blood sugar levels. You got all that? Yep. So just to repeat that, so I'm going to ask you a question about these. I want your opinion on this. Okay. These hormones are designed to help us deal with stressful situations by increasing our heart rate, blood pressure, and blood sugar levels. When you hear those three things, is there anything that crosses your mind as far as, well, that's interesting. Why would it do those three things when you're stressed? So again, it's... Not necessarily off the top of my head uh, yeah. but i feel like i'm messing up a bit <laughs> no no you don't have to like maybe that's actually a good thing that you don't know yeah or just can't think of it off the top of your head because i think it will become more obvious when i bring this up we've talked in the past how stress is not a bad thing right right i think right now what I'm noticing from a lot of people is the detachment of humanity from reality. Mm -hmm. So 
humanity is again and people may disagree with me with these opinions i don't think they're opinions i think they're fact millions of years of evolution of humankind led us to this point the evolution of technology has expedited our capabilities very fast but humanity has been evolving for millions of years and just like anything you see in nature as it evolves it takes a long time to adapt to its new settings right so one of the greatest points i like to show to people is I don't know if we've talked about this. Do you know why a tiger is orange? I don't. We definitely have not talked about this. All right. I love this one. A tiger is orange because its prey is colorblind. And it needs to blend in with its surroundings. Okay. Because a tiger is in the jungle, it would need to be green to blend in with its surroundings to match. Because a tiger is a mammal, it is incapable of creating the color green as a pigment of its fur or mm -hmm. something like along those lines. I don't know the exact details, but it's in, incapable of creating green. So what did it do? It evolved to be orange because to a colorblind deer, orange and green are the exact That's same. The same. So against the background with its stripes, it is invisible to its prey. Wow. How the hell did a tiger... <laughs> know that its prey could see it in the color that it was to change it to a color that it couldn't see a color it couldn't create so it made something of the similar realm of spectrum whatever you want to call it That's... that is tremendous <laughs> to me like that yeah. it, it's not like shellfish that can eat certain plankton right. to change their color right. right it did that through evolution <laughs> which is mind-boggling to me that's insane and that's how fine-tuned everything on this planet really is. Everything is designed to fit its purpose. And it's always evolving very, 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 very slowly to adapt to its situation, to survive and be alive as long as it possibly can, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Or to do its purpose, whatever it is, right? And so when I think of that, and I think of all these feelings that we as humans feel now, they're nothing new. They've been around forever. Like we were just saying, the only thing that's changed is the way in which they're brought about and the way in which we now deal with them. React, yeah. So to bring this back kind of full circle, when I talk about those three things, these hormones are designed to help us deal with stressful situations by increasing our heart rate, blood pressure, and blood sugar levels. So I'm like, well, why is it when we're stressed, that's the body's response to that? So I started to break it down. It's like, okay, why would we increase our heart rate when we're stressed? Well, traditionally, when you are stressed out, your body initiates a fight or flight response. You've heard of that before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? The fight or flight. So when you say fight, it is I need to amplify my power and my, like, I need to hone in all my skills and all my thoughts. I need to be very clear-minded and precise. I need to be fearless. I need to be energized and ready to go. If it's flight, it's if we're talking in physical sense, I need to be able to sprint away as fast as I can for as long as I need to to get away from whatever it is that's chasing me. And sometimes that may be beyond the point of exhaustion, but I can't stop for I will be caught and be killed. If this is talking about millions of years of evolution, right? Right, right. So that's right here in increasing your heart rate, oxygen is our number one source of energy. Like one of the very first sources of energy, first it's ATP, which is adenosine triphosphate, which is a very quick shot of energy. That's probably in the fight. Like in the fight, we just, ATP, let's just go. Like let's just boost. But after that, we have to kick into our oxygen stores to supply energy to the brain and the muscles to do whatever movement it is that we're doing. So the body's natural response of stress is let's get a bunch of oxygen to all the muscles as fast as possible, as well as to the brain to yeah. create as much ability as possible. So that's the traditional response right there. And then it's blood pressure. Well, why would we want increased blood pressure? And if I pull up my notes here, uh, blood pressure uh, is the pressure of circulating blood against the walls of the blood vessels. Most of this pressure results from the heart pumping blood through the circulatory system. When used without qualification, the term blood pressure refers to the pressure in brachial artery where it was most commonly measured. So then I'm like, okay, well, what's the brachial artery? What are arteries? 
And it's basically saying arteries distribute oxygen-rich blood to your body. Uh, they play a crucial role in distributing oxygen, nutrients, and hormones throughout your body. So when you're in fight or flight, you're going to need a sudden rush of oxygen and hormones to amplify your strength, amplify your power, amplify your intelligence right. pretty much, uh, and your oxygen to fight whatever it is that you're going against. So the last part of this is then uh, blood sugar. Why do we need blood sugar? My only thought to this is sugar is the number one, glucose is the number one source of energy for the brain besides oxygen. Besides that, our body basically runs off of blood sugars for the most part. Um, when we do something for an extended period of time, we lose the blood sugars and we start to kick into a fat burning stage uh, if we're not able to maintain oxygen as an energy source. All this is to be said, like, I truly believe stress is so good for us that we created the perfect process to conserve life and capabilities to fight it. Totally. Like if it really was a saber toothed tiger that was chasing us, our body was like, fuck yeah, I got this. I'm yeah. going to do everything I need to do right now to make you either get away or go up against it and fight this literal stressor at hand. Totally. But now it's all gone. Yeah. So we still get this huge rush. We get flush. We all get shaky. Yeah, yeah. We get stressed out. We get like thinking too much. Our mind's racing a million miles a minute. Um, we probably get a like a rush of blood sugars. Mm -hmm. our, our blood pressure goes up. We feel like ooh, stressed out, achy, like panicky in our chest, all these things. And then there's nothing to do with it. Right. What do we do? We scream. We take a drug to reduce it. Uh, like people are having a panic attack. I'm going to take a, I'm not going to say the drug name, but like people would take a drug to literally like bring it back down to a level where I just watched a documentary on this and it's uh, millions and millions of people would just take a drug to get out of that state of anxiety. But it was the body being so efficient in my mind that rather than finding a way to cope with that anxiety, it was like, I got to take a drug to bring it back down. So I yeah. feel comfortable again. Yeah. So just like really interesting when you look at it as stress. Break it down. Yeah. It's not bad. We just have to figure out a way to, to manage it. Yeah. Right. Totally. And then I went into all that stuff. So it's like, okay, what is adrenaline and where does adrenaline come from? And then can we have too much adrenaline for too long? And there's answers to all that too. Do you want to hear those? Yeah. I was going to say, can you have too much <laughs> adrenaline for too long? I was going to, that was yeah. going to be my follow-up. You absolutely can. So, all right, I'll, I'm just going to read this out. So adrenaline, a hormone created by the adrenal glands, especially in conditions of stress, increasing rates of blood circulation, breathing, and carbohydrate metabolism in preparing muscles for exertion. So that's exactly it. Adrenaline is preparing you to fight or flight, run away as yeah. fast as you can, yeah. right? It's going to metabolize all of its energy sources to give you the biggest boost of energy possible. You're going to be adrenalized. From there, adrenaline makes your heart rate faster and your lungs breathe more efficiently, which is amazing. Like, I think that's so cool. Uh, it causes the blood vessels to send more blood to the brain and muscles, increasing your blood pressure, makes your brain more alert and raises sugar levels in the blood to give you energy. Your pupils grow larger and you sweat. Sweating is the body's natural capability to cool itself down. So you're not yep. going to overheat yep. when you're running away from this tiger for an extended period of time. Your eyes literally dilate so you can see more. <laughs> and if you're in the dark, then like you can see in the dark. It's amazing. That's like adrenaline is so cool when you think about that. Yeah. Which is a stress response. Totally. So maybe we have this looked at in a completely wrong way. Yeah. All right, but then that goes to where does adrenaline come from was my next question. And it comes from the adrenal glands and adrenal glands, excuse me, adrenal glands produce hormones that help regulate your metabolism, immune system, blood pressure, uh, and blood pressure response to stress and other essential functions. Um, adrenal glands, also known as super or suprarenal glands, are small triangular shaped glands located on the top of both kidneys. Hmm. Which this takes us back to all of our thought about gut health and how it affects our hormones. Yeah. So totally. just like tangent off of that, let's say we're stressed out all the time and our gut's in a mess and it's inflamed 
or irritated, how much would that affect this adrenal gland if it's right there, right? And then how much does it affect our stress? And then if that's hormone regulation, how much is affecting all these other hormones? Right. So then it had me thinking like, okay, can this become fatigue? And sure enough, I've heard of this before because of Iron Man, Mm. which is adrenal fatigue. Adrenal fatigue is a term used by alternative health practitioners to explain tiredness and other symptoms, which are thought to be due to chronic long-term exposure to stressful situations. This comes to long-term production of cortisol. However, it is currently not recognized as a medical diagnosis. That is really fascinating. (laughs) Right? So there's kind of so much sense. The answer to your question is long-term I don't think production is the right word, but like excretion of adrenaline is cortisol. So the knowledge that I have from my years in nutrition and training, what's your salt sugar trick for that? What's the salt sugar trick? So uh, that's one that Teresa taught me. It's a Teresa trick. Think about that right away. Like if your body recruits sugar in a time of stress, let's get some sugar, give the body what it's actually asking for. Yeah. If you're low on blood sugar, right? Especially someone who's yeah. dealing with blood sugars, get yourself a little bit of sugar, help your body fight that stressor. Right. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. salt, my very basic understanding of what she taught me with that is salt helps to regulate stress hormone. Interesting. And it can just help bring it down a little bit. It's kind yeah. of understanding, but then also salt in general helps you to absorb water. Hydration is a big point with stress. Like you want to be well hydrated. It's a great way to right. bring down cortisol. Um, but salt will help with that. So maybe just another thing. Yeah. Yeah. That. And then I guess if like, if there's magnesium in that too, uh, magnesium is a muscle relaxant, so it can help you to relax in that way. Maybe too. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right. So then, uh, cortisol, um, let's see some examples of long-term like stress on the body are body aches, fatigue, nervousness, sleep disturbance, and digestive problems. Your adrenal glands produce a variety of hormones that are essential to life. Um, these symptoms are common and non-specific, meaning they can be found in many disorders and diseases. Huh. But some ways that you can help to reduce this. Yeah. If you're starting to feel upset stomach all the time, like I used to get basically IBS when I was stressed. After two of my most major breakups, I had very bad stomach issues for an extended period of time and it was without question due to the stress i just have a very sensitive digestive system in that way and one thing i found is to stay very hydrated drink lots of water especially good mineral waters um, reduce stimulants so caffeine a lot of times people look (laughs) at caffeine as um, a diuretic that was a big misconception for a long time a diuretic is very different in that uh, excretes water from a cellular level. A stimulant is just something that causes you to flush your system faster, pretty much, which is just like you pee faster, you yeah, poop faster, yeah. your heart rate speeds up, um, your digestion just speeds up. So caffeine is a stimulant and will, you know, elevate your heart rate and your adrenaline, potentially cortisol and all that. Right. Uh, other ways of reducing cortisol. Um, probiotics was a really interesting one here that is really interesting right so never even thought about that improving your gut health and probiotics can be found in very natural things like kefir kombucha sauerkraut and kimchi you can also get it in live yogurts like those um oh god what are they called i don't know i always forget the name of the probiotics in like live yogurt Mm. um exercise is another great way Uh, just helping to like lower your body's um stress response if all these things are initiated to help you with the fight or flight actually using them in a fight manner seems so obvious right if I meant to, like, you know, the old adage of a mother could literally lift a car off of its child yes. if she needed yes, to. Yes, if she needed to. Yeah. And that's this. Like, you get this huge boost of adrenaline. What are you going to do with it if not lift a big car off something? So 
get in like get in the gym lifting weights i will always recommend i think it's such a great way to build strength long term protect your body long term but also deal with stress and anxiety and all that um and more so than doing cardio i think a lot of people's initial response is just go run on the treadmill go run outside for an extended period of time not there's anything wrong with that but i do believe there's a greater benefit from lifting weights yeah um you will burn through those stores much faster and also do more long-term benefit with Very increased strength and all that. Um, and then we said stay hydrated. And then the last one is get good sleep. Cortisol tends to reset in the middle of the night and then steadily elevate again throughout the day. So if you are allowing yourself to stay up all night, you are just constantly building upon that level of cortisol almost. Yeah. It's like a, a stare effect versus a build and reset every day, build right, and reset, right. recharging your body and your battery every night, which is very interesting stuff. Like, I just yeah. think that's so cool to read. Um, so that is all of that. What's your thoughts? What are my thoughts? Um, no, it's great. I mean, and I think it, it really does make sense when you break it down, how, each one of those things affects each other. But I also really, I like flipping it, you know, on itself and trying to figure out how we can almost use the stress to work for us. And I think, you know, that's, what's really cool about, and, and, you know, I was literally just thinking about the other day, um, the trick that Teresa had said for like elevated cortisol levels, because I think when you, are informed to be able to naturally work with your body and try and give it what it wants and anticipate, you know, the needs and, and truly learn yourself. I think it really, it, it makes so much sense. And to my point, you know, that's making, you know, the next right choice, like whatever, you know, really just learning how to become in tune with yourself, I think is, and yeah. also just like figuring out what, you know, those, those things that paying attention to the things that remove the stressors. So like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been trying to, you know, be very diligent about like when I have, you know, something that I enjoy, or if I had like a really good day trying to figure out like, well, why was it a, an exceptionally good day or, you know, what is something that what's a healthy way that I can cope with a stressful situation? Um, I think that's super important, too. But do you have some of those things that, you know, for a fact work? Um, My walks, I mean, getting yeah. out and moving like I'm that's such so a big key. proponent of just like getting I mean, all the things that you like fresh air, sunlight, <laughs> just getting the body moving. Um, I definitely uh, it's interesting when you, when you said that about probiotics, because I mean, this is one day, but I really have been bad about eating breakfast recently. And it's, I just like, I'm like, I need something in my body in the morning or else like, I can't eat right when I wake up, but I'm like, if I don't have something, you know, then my blood sugar start getting all wacky, whatever. Yeah. This morning I just did like yogurt uh, and pecans and a little bit of honey. Sounds delicious. And I like totally didn't have any stomach issue. Like I drank coffee. Everything was great. Like I got something in my system. I wasn't as like, um, like spacey, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. even just that I'm like, okay, there we go. Like there's an easy breakfast that I know I can, you know, get down in the mornings to get something to my system, you yeah. know? So something like that. Um, yeah, I think I've really force myself to stick to getting my body moving and like <laughs> out in the uh just like outside even on the days that I like really don't want to yeah. uh, because as soon as I kind of give myself that reset it's like an immediate rush of like I'm so glad I did this <laughs> or oh my God. you yeah, will never regret that, a workout no never even and, and a walk is a workout I yeah, don't care. exactly a walk is a workout 
Well, and even just those like little, you know, those little slivers of whatever the activity is where you're able to truly check out and forget about, you know, maybe not forget, but live in the moment and not be tied down by whatever the stressor is. I think that's, those are so important. That is why I will never understand sitting at a bar and drinking. (laughs) For so long, I grew up in a crowd of people that was, let's go to the bar, sit and drink. Yeah. And then it's so loud in there too that you can't actually hear each other really. So you end up just like sitting by yourself almost in a crowd of people and drinking at a bar. Your mind just sits there. And if you went to the bar, because I went through a breakup, let's yeah. go to the bar and get away from it. It I just sat there getting drunk, yeah. still thinking about it. Right. But now still, at 37 years old. Worse. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're then you're drinking a depressant. Alcohol is a depressant. Yeah. So it's just making things worse. But then the next day you wake up, it's even worse because then it's like you got the yeah. hangover effect. But now at 37 years old, it's like, I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah. I Just that motion, taking the body and distracting the mind mm-hmm. will help. I, I love exercise for that. If exercise isn't quite there yet, as far as like strenuous exercise, walking does wonders. Yeah. I think it is so understated how great walking really is. Um, but just distracting the mind with movement dance by yourself like dance in your kitchen i dance all the time just have fun just like yeah it helps me get rid of the stress so then i can think about the important things yep another reason why i smoke some herb once in a while like take down the outside edge to allow your cognitive mind to do what it needs to do to think of things reasonably right the initial response in your brain is to think of things in a very um it's called the reptilian part of your brain. It's your brainstem, and it's just like instinct. What What is it that I am going to do in my fight or flight response to deal with this at hand? The energy never gets to the front part of our brain where we have you know, the, the actual reasoning to say, right. I'm overthinking this. Yeah. I'm stressing out over nothing. Is it really that bad? If it is that bad, like what can I start to do to make yes. it a little bit better? Yep. So get the energy, one, to do that, which, again, comes to sugar. We're going back to sugar and salt. But then also do something that's good for your body's movement to take away some of that distraction. Yeah. Like your mind is very distracting when you're stressed out. It, it It's all over oh the place. God. You can't think of, yeah. Yeah. So if you can just go, right, do a little activity, do a little bit, go for a dance, go for a walk, do some light exercise, maybe strenuous exercise if it helps you. Yeah. Start off with that. Um, through all this, a thought of mine was, you know, this is what we're talking about that works for us, but we're also very similar in that way. The other day I went and helped my buddy move and on the counter, he had this sheet and it was two pages front and back. And on each page, there's probably five bullet points with sub points underneath it. And it was like living room, bedroom, kitchen, dining room garage whatever i just kept going all the way down and then each one was numbered there was like a number 17 and number seven and number nine i'm like what are all these numbers i'm like okay these are obviously his rooms what's going on there underneath there he had point he had put down like the things that were important to him in each room and what level of importance they were or what level of time they would take to deal with so like cleaning his garage there was a lot of stuff in there so it had a lot like higher numbers of each spot, but the overall number was smaller because it was just one small space versus like another room that had a bunch of stuff. Overall number was like a 17. And so he dealt with the highest numbers first, knowing that it would take him the longest. And that's how he broke down his whole house and packaged up. Like when I went to help him, it was like everything was perfectly wrapped. It was in boxes. It was ready to go. He just like picked it up and took it. That's (laughs) right. Yeah, I'm more of the person like throw it all in a pile and just like one at a time put it into a box where it fits. Let's just play some Tetris. Yeah. Yep. And I actually almost have like fun with it. Um, but our minds all think in such different ways. Don't allow you and I's uh, way of dealing with this dictate how you deal with yours. Right. Right. Like If you are a planner versus a doer, make those plans. Just make sure you put one foot in front of the other and take a step towards yes. those plans at some point in time. Yeah. Right. Um, I think too often I'll have plans for little things and just 
get sidetracked. And I like, I get so gung ho over those. Like I'm, I'm going to start painting more and then just life gets back to what it was and takes over yeah. again. It never happens. So if you're a planner, plan it. If you're a doer, and when I say doer, I just mean like literally, I just throw myself off to, yeah, into the fire. It's the only yeah. way I'm going to do it. Yeah. But if you need to plan it out more and really see everything, like very different with a business. When I planned out my gyms, I put down, I think it was 48 months of predictions in advance, dollar for dollar, every dollar I knew I was going to be spending and every dollar I hoped I would be making on a very low scale. Mm -hmm. uh, so I overspent on my budget and under produced. And uh, thank God I did that because the pandemic came and completely flipped everything upside down after doing a year before that, that was better than I expected. So maybe some things require planning. Yeah. Some things require flying by the seat of your pants. Yep. I think just as long as you're doing something. Yeah. You're doing all right. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. It's really finding, figuring out what works for you. And that takes me back to, you know, being in tune with your own self. And I think it starts there and listening to what your body, you know, is asking for and figuring yeah. out how to, how to give it that. Well, now that we know potentially the historic reasoning for these responses to stress, right? right? Or the evolutionary response to stress, maybe we can have, again, to go back to this term, a little bit more grace yep. for ourselves in those moments. 100%. And listening to is like, okay, I'm shaky. I need to do something maybe active to reduce this physical response. Yeah. I'm feeling a little lightheaded. Uh, I'm going to get some sugar to give myself some energy to deal with this at the time. Um, listen, like you just said, yeah, really well said. Just listen to your, your body and your mind and try and give it what it needs. Yeah. I love it. Good stuff. Another great chat. Amen. All right. Um, well, thank you all again for listening. Hopefully that summed that up in a pretty good way. That's and great. And give us more. Definitely keep uh keep them coming and let us know what you guys wanna yeah, what we should discuss because <laughs> we will dive into it all. Yeah. Shoot us uh in the DMs. All right, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Have a wonderful night and we will or day whatever it is at Whenever this time. You're listening. And uh, we'll talk to you again next time.